I'm going to tell you the same thing I told the class that I taught for High Step a couple weeks ago. I'm no David Shannon, so we should be getting out of here on time this evening. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make sure this works and click ahead a couple slides. Okay, there we go. Um, had some stuff in there I didn't need. I second guessed myself. So uh, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to speak tonight, and I'm very grateful for this congregation. Uh, I'd just like to thank the elders for this opportunity to speak tonight, not only for the opportunity tonight, but for all the opportunities that they give the youth of this congregation in everything that we do. We're blessed to have an eldership that cares about the youth of the church, and I'm very, very happy to be here, and I love all of our elders. So we're just going to dive right into this. Um, Luke just read the passage for us, and we're going to just dive into Jonah chapter 1. So if you could be opening up to there, and we'll just start reading. Uh, I'm going to start off in Jonah chapter 1, and just start at verse 1. And it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come upon me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So just starting off, the word Tarshish is really, really fun to say. Um, but uh, as we look at that, we see that Jonah was called to go somewhere. But he knew that the city was great and wicked, and he decided not to go. Let's look in Matthew chapter 28. Actually, before we go there, let's just look at this. Um, so Jonah saw the wickedness of this place. He got on a ship. He went the opposite direction of the place. Not only did he decide not to go, he decided to do the exact opposite thing that God wanted him to do. So we're going to look in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, where it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Sometimes we need to look at Nineveh like this. And other times we need to look at Nineveh more like this. See, Nineveh was a wicked place. And if you can't see what that is, that's a bunch of different college logos up there. All of us seniors are going off to college somewhere. We're going to work. And this can apply to college, any school, or wherever you work. Sometimes the places that we need to go are full of wicked people. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't go. Wicked places equal people who need God. If you go to a perfect place, then nobody there needs God. The point of spreading the gospel is to spread it to those who need it, and we all need it, and we're all living in sin. So wicked places mean that there's people there who need God. Um, sorry, I kind of got those out of order, uh, trying to change it up on me. Uh, so we must see that we must go into all the places of the world, even if we don't want to go. Some environments will be we will be called upon may not be the best, but the purpose is to spread the gospel. Everybody needs it. We must break out of our comfort zone in order to spread the gospel. 
let's look at, back at Jonah chapter 1, and uh, we'll start at verse 4. But uh, and it says, But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. There was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone into the lowest parts of the ship, had laid down, and was fast asleep. So Jonah, he doesn't really care that this ship is about to go down. He's just off sleeping. But all these people on the ship needed saving. When the people around you are in need of saving, I don't know, this clicker is acting weird. Um, when the people around you are in need of saving, tell them how they can be saved. Don't go off into the bottom of the ship. Tell them how they can be saved. Jonah knew how they could be saved. He knew that it was his fault. He knew that God was doing this because he had fled the opposite way. But when people around you need saving, you have to tell them. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Going off of this, let's continue to look at Jonah's story. Verse 7, it says, And they came... And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, please tell us, for whose cause is it that this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And, what people, and of what people are you? Uh, sorry, I keep forgetting to hit the slides. It's, it's really weird. It's all my fault. I just... I get concentrated on doing this and I forget to go ahead. Sorry about that. But y'all have Bible, so it's all good. Um, so we just look at that. So they ask him, they ask, why is this happening? Who are you? What do you do? They're asking all these questions about him. And you look in, chap in verse 9 and it says, So he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. When people ask about you, Tell them about God. People are always going to come up and talk to you and they're going to, you know, maybe they're just trying to have a friendly conversation, but that's an opportunity that you have where they're listening to you and you have a chance to tell them about God. For those of us going off into college or anybody starting a new job or anything, you're going to meet new people and they're going to want to know stuff about you. Shouldn't the one thing that we tell them first is that we're a Christian? and tell them of the love of God that we have received and how they can receive it. We must not hide our faith from others. So from that point in Jonah's life, we see that he tells the men to cast them into the sea in order to save their lives. We read in verse 17 of Jonah chapter 1 that God had prepared the, a great fish to swallow Jonah. and He was in the belly of the fish for three days. Then we look over to chapter 2, where we see how Jonah handled this. And let's start in Jonah 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me, Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. 
Then I said, I have been cast out from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The water surrounded me, even to my soul. My deep closed, the deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down into the moorings of the mountain. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. My prayer went up to you in your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice you with the voice of, to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So we see that he was in the fish. What did he do? He prayed. When Jonah was at one of the worst parts of his life, can you imagine being in the belly of a fish? That can't be fun. Probably smells really bad, probably really hot, really dark. It can't be fun. So through the worst part of his life, he found a way out through prayer. When we're in the belly of a fish, we must turn to God and pray. That will solve all of our troubles. God is the one who can help us through anything in our lives. Psalm 18, four through six says, the pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him, even to his ears. God hears us when we're in need. In closing, let's look at what happens in chapter three of Jonah. Jonah's told in the first few verses to go to Nineveh. This was the second time he was told this. Um, and this was after he got spat out of the fish. And we'll look in Jonah chapter three, verse four through 10, and it says, and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh a decree that the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them ink, eat or drink water. But let every man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence in his hands. Who can tell you if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works and they turned from their evil way and God relented from them the disaster that he said he would bring upon him and he did not do it. So one man who decided that he was going to follow God's will after all saved the lives of the entire town. If one man can go into a town with the help of God, he can do anything. But if man tries to act alone and do his will, we can do nothing. Um, 
let's jump down uh, and look at uh, where it says that God relented from the disaster that he had said. These people were doomed. They had no chance. But because of God's grace, they had a way out. Because one man followed God's will, they saw the way out. Sometimes we think that we know what we need to do. Sometimes we may think, oh, I can't go there. That's not a good place. Maybe God's calling us there because those, there's people there who need to be saved. You know, sometimes parents think that their child has to go to a Christian college in order to have a good faith. But maybe God's calling them to go somewhere else. Maybe he's calling them and using them to be a vessel to save the people where they're at. We must always let God be in control of our lives. He knows what's best for us. We just need to follow him. Um, I'm going to close with one of my all-time favorite scriptures, which is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Thank you.